win, baby. And today we have the beautiful Hannah Levitt Collins in the building. How Blushing are you? Already. I'm good. How are you? I'm good. It's so nice to see you. I've not actually seen you in like human form in ages. I know. It's deceiving, right? Yeah. The last... <laughs> <laughs> no, not at all. The last time we spoke, we did a, a Zoom a zoomy kind of lockdown chili chatter yeah. for your so what now artist yeah. and we podcasted wow. before that in a starbucks yeah and that feels like a lifetime it ago was. It was did you do one in the starbucks did you yeah we did one in starbucks did it like, change your life i remember you'd never had a coconut milk like flat white or whatever did yeah. you carry on having them no, no. Oh, for God's sake. <laughs> it was nice but i've never carried on having them but it's good I that's liked good. it. It is good. But that's but so, that song long, so long ago. It's, so long, it's probably like three years ago, four years, four years four, ago. Four, I think four. four. That was when we used to like, before we had a Jake, we used to drive and just set up in like random locations. You like don't know Costa how good you got it now. No. <laughs> spoiled. spoiled. <laughs> I'm spoiled. You're not. We're both spoiled. Um, yeah. Thank you so much for coming in. And it's a pleasure to have you back. Um, how's life? What's been going on? Life's good. Life's great. Um, obviously been a bit crazy after well I think everyone feels that way like coming out of COVID and trying to figure out another new chapter again um COVID was wild uh great in ways challenging in ways and then yeah life's been good um I, I can't complain did it change anything for you like your perspective on yourself or on the industry and work-wise like coming out of COVID what do you feel like you've done differently since before COVID um I think COVID changed me hugely. For me, it was like a massive, um, how do I say, not a smack in the face, but it was like a huge realization of what do I want? What does Hannah want from life? What are my priorities? Am I finding balance here? Or am I just kind of on a hamster wheel and I'm doing what I think everyone else wants me to do? Mm. That, <laughs> <laughs> that resonated. Mm. That one, didn't it? Like, mm. um, yeah, that was, <laughs> that was huge for me. And also... Um, being forced to stop. It was the first time in, what, how old was I? I'm trying to think now. How old, how old were we at the beginning of COVID? Um, it's the first time in 10 years I was forced to stop and actually have a conversation with myself of what the hell, what, what do I want in life? Um, and I think it was just a huge, it was just hugely needed. Mm. Um, I know at first everyone was, of course, shitting it, thinking what's going to happen? How am I going to make money? Like, questioning ourselves etc and obviously our industry was just in tatters um which at the beginning I felt but I very quickly adapted which was the beginning of um somewhat now artist the membership and the self package eventually and that was just incredible so I think honestly if COVID hadn't have happened those things never would have yeah happened. I think me and you and we've said this yeah. before to each other were quite similar in the sense that we didn't let it like you know our industry kind of went to shit yeah. but we actually both went and created our own lanes our own lanes to make an income mm. and i used our strengths and created new products yeah. which actually didn't really exist yeah like, which is crazy now like when you think before, about it like i know people go oh we did that we did that but maybe not to the level depth. that we're doing it and the depth that we do it where it's now a full-time thing for us both like yeah. with the ins and outs like the training program like mm. you know i started doing online training i was one of the first people to start doing like online training yeah. with just dance classes and then everyone started doing it which i don't blame them because that's what we did but i did it on the very first week of lockdown i was like we're in online training let's go wow like from on the second lockdown not the first one yeah um and obviously you started so what now and i, I feel like it's a huge show of character that like 
we're both kind of like go-getters mm. as opposed to just like sit and wait for things to happen. You know yeah. what I mean? And do you, I mean, I feel like it probably is, but you can, you know, speak on it. Do you feel like that's, that character is why you've had such a successful career? Like even before like doing So What Now Artist, like yeah. you you make opportunities happen. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, from the beginning, I just think, that drive has always been there. It's never, it's never been an option for me that it's not going to happen. Like it will happen, but I have to be persistent. I have to be consistent. I have to fight for it. And I think having that again, when you get put in a position where it's like everything's failing around you and the world's crumbling, it's like, I, I, there's, it's not, a, it's not an option to sink. Mm, I have mm. to swim some freaking how I don't know in the moment it might feel like I don't know how, but I'm going to figure out how. Mm. Um, and it's just like, in work like you get a million no's how do you come back from that how do you bounce back how do you continue or how do you evolve mm. that's the most important thing for me is like how do I continue to grow how do I continue to make it work for me mm. um so with work yeah with a career uh, well, as you both know having a successful career isn't easy no, no. And if you're gonna <laughs> not self-employed, <laughs> no. yeah, anyone. We ring each other every week and go, "Why do we do this why again? Are we oh, why, are we self why are we self-employed? Yeah. Self-employment is hard. It should come with a freaking manual. It should come oh, with no. some kind of guidance. It, it comes with the ins and outs podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or mentorships. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it really it is really difficult. Um, and how do you navigate through? How do you have a long career, not just a quick stint of like a couple of cute jobs a, a year? Like, how do you actually consistent keep consistency up? Um, so to answer your question, I would say, yeah, that drive is pretty strong. But I would say also it's having belief in yourself. Like you have to have self-belief. You have no self-belief. You're just going to sink anyway. Yeah. Like that's kind of like my biggest preacher, especially the last like few years, like working with a lot of up and coming dancers and college students who are trying to mm. break into the industry. Like my first thing is like, right, I, if they don't believe in themselves, I need them to understand firstly how important that is mm. and help them believe in themselves and actually my biggest what i've realized is you get the biggest breakthroughs as soon as they start going i'm actually quite good and as soon as that thought process enters their brain it's like it changes them completely yeah and i'll never forget like i remember being in john graham's class at pineapple being like dancing with like leanne lemay and like all the like cool working dancers yeah. and i was like this little gross like 19 year old <laughs> boy um who had done a few jobs but was well out of my depth and her going to me you're better than you think you are and I remember wow. that change in my life. Like I remember being like, oh my God, someone thinks I'm good. And that gave me so much confidence. Yeah. And that for me was like a kind of like a catapult into like, oh, I could actually like do this. Like I'm dope. Like I'm going to be dope it's if like, I just keep working. It's that key word, So that's it? like my thing now is like build everyone's confidence. Like wherever they're at, like even if they're at, out of 10, if they're a two, mm. if we build their confidence, they could get to a four real quick. Mm -hmm. Or even if they're a nine, they could get to a 10. Like, because yeah. I think as soon as someone starts believing in themselves, they're going to be more open to try. They're going to be more open and willing to explore and like be willing to fail. Yeah. Yeah, um, everything you just said there, I'm just like, yes, yes. <laughs> because I'm such a firm believer in like confidence is everything. And I always say to students of mine or even people I mentor or dancers I mentor, it's <sighs> being a dancer isn't just steps. Half the package is being a performer and an artist and the other part is the steps and being a dancer. And you have to have both. Like you can be the most incredible dancer stepwise, but if you, do, you, can't, you can't perform, you can't sell it and you don't have confidence and you have lack in your belief of your like delivery or what you offer, it's not going to work. Mm. Like if you're on a camera 
in a music video, if you don't, if you, if you don't believe what you're doing or what you're selling or the artist that you're selling or whatever the, the bigger picture is, there's, there's not a place for you. There's mm. someone else behind you who's 10 times more confident, but they might not be as great a dancer. Yeah. And that's where I'm such a huge believer in the confidence and self-belief has to be there. Um, and like you say, that's the breakthrough, right? Mm. And then once you do have that breakthrough, it grows from there. Um, for me, just like you in the beginning, I was very much like, oh my good God, I'm going to get eaten alive in auditions. I was thinking, oh, and I was seeing all these, uh, Leanne, Sarah Robinson, um, many other dancers I could name, but they were all full of confidence and they were so fearless and they were so empowered. And I was like, I want to be able to hold myself like that and believe myself like that, which I did from then then on eventually. Um, and I honestly think that's partly why I've got some of the jobs that I've done. Mm. Was there like a sudden switch for you or was it like a gradual process? Um, for that like self-belief and confidence? Yeah, because that self-belief and confidence was not there. I have to say like a lot of people, again, maybe similar with you guys, like they think that you've always been that confident. Like mm, that's yeah. just a given. Like, oh, you you just hold yourself like that. So you must have always been like that. Not, not at all. Um, if anything, that so much self-doubt, so much insecurity, so much, it just felt so far away. I remember in the beginning, especially leaving college, um, you just feel like, is that ever going to happen for me? Especially when you're auditioning 24 um, seven and you're getting no, no, no. And you're seeing the working dancers who get it over and over again. You're like, I'm never going to be one of them. Mm. That's how it feels in the beginning, right? Yeah. For me, a massive switch point, I think it was gradual and I was working at it and I was fighting for it. The moment for me where I was like, I can do this. And actually, why haven't I seen it sooner was when I did, um, I did X Factor, um, Ollie Mer's performance, which was full of the most iconic female dancers that I could even, like that stage was just full of all the working dancers. Like it was an absolute honor and joy just to sit in the room, let alone be in the piece. Um, and I remember being in rehearsals with Paul Roberts and we we're all learning the choreo. We we're all learning like the sections. And I remember I was in one of the main sections and Paul took me out and all of that self-doubt started going, oh my, I was in full panic. I was like, yeah. I'm going to get sacked. I'm not good enough. What's happening? I'm stressing. And then after they did their, their section, et cetera, I was sat on the side in full pledge panic in my head. Um, I was really young still and Paul said, oh, Hannah, come here. And I was like, oh my God, this is it. It's going to sack me. <laughs> he's going to ask me to leave and get my back. <laughs> I never worked for him before. So I was like, and he's so nice. He's not like that. I'm painting. He, like, he's not like that. It's all in my head. He's the nicest man in the world. <laughs> oh my God, he's the nicest man in the world. So lovely. So just so sweet and gentle. Um, and he placed me, he like kind of took me by the shoulders like, right, you're going to start there. And I kind of looked at him as if to say, I don't understand what you're trying, what you mean. And he was like, so the first opening shot is going to be just your face. It's just you. And wow. I looked at him to say, what? Are you sure? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> are you dumb? Uh, are you dumb? Are you sure? And why? And I think he, he literally saw on my face straight away the, the confusion and the self-doubt and the, oh, what do you mean? And he said, before I could even say anything, he said to me, why wouldn't it start on you? You're incredible. Oh, and, wow, I was like, and I was like, and I was like, <laughs> like in so my head. can I just cry I mean if that like that comment or I think he, he says something like you're incredible you're you're beautiful or whatever um all he, of them <laughs> is it, is it, he just said something like you're you're, you're okay I'm yeah. a bit happy with that um but I literally in that moment was like oh my god and I remember I started the whole number like it's and I was just like I why what I can do this why do I think I can't do it and that for me was the moment where I was like one, camera work is one of my favorite things. Live television is one of my favorite things. Artists is one of my favorite things. And I just had a massive like fire light up inside me where I was like, 
do you know what? Anyone who's told me I can't do this, 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 I'm about to prove you wrong. And that was like the beginning of everything for me. Mm. Do you, did you have many people like when you're trying to get into this industry or like, you know, going through college, did you have a lot of people doubt you? Yeah. Big time. Hugely. Um, I was like the underdog. I went to a music theatre college where I I wanted to be a commercial dancer. Like I just wanted to dance in pop videos. I grew up with like Janet Jack- dancing to Janet Jackson, ja- Michael Jackson, Kylie Tour was on repeat in my living room on, <laughs> on a tape. Like um, the f- uh, probably Ashley Wallen's probably in that thinking about it now. Um, yeah, but, like seventeen or something. <laughs> yeah, literally. Um, but I used to just copy and paste, and I loved it. Um, but I went had to go to a music theatre college because I needed that foundation. I needed that technique training. But that meant. I remember my first uh, year, my first class, everyone was like, oh, what grades have you done? Da, da, da. And they went around the room and I felt like such a knob. I was like, I've done nothing, no grades. <laughs> like, I can point my toe. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I'm just trying it. to figure out a plie here. Um, I'm just trying to figure it out. So I really did start at the bottom of the pile and I had to really, like, I felt like I had to really prove myself the whole way through my training. And I was, I don't know, I just felt like I, ne- well, I'm glad in a way, I never got given much opportunity if put it that way I was never a favorite etc which is crazy because I now go back and teach at that college but um, <laughs> <Full circle. laughs> which is great and um that you know they're a wonderful college and I had to be honest I had some wonderful teachers and I wouldn't change it for the world because they 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 it was like cruel to be kind they mm. did it because they saw potential they were like that because they wanted me to be better they wanted me to fight for it yeah. which is probably the same experience you guys had right uh, mine was identical like i wasn't in my end of year show like i was like the referee in the middle of like a dance battle <laughs> like <laughs> do you know what i mean i was in one number and it was the commercial number because i was like one of two people that could yeah. do what we called commercial right not technical, yeah we didn't have commercial like, no, we it didn't. wasn't a genre it at wasn't, college we didn't do it we just did jazz contemporary and ballet yeah all things i am horrendous at do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I was in beginner's tap. I mean, let's put it that way. I never done do tap. tap. Oh God. It, well, <laughs> like, I didn't, I didn't enjoy it. Put I, it that way. I remember being told you're not, you're like, your body's not made to dance, but you definitely love dancing the most. And yeah. I was like, is that a compliment? Like, yeah. you know, you're like, yeah. is this Very backhanded? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, is this a win? And it's the same thing. Yep. Like now like I teach with the, t- in the same faculty as yeah. the teachers that teach me. Yeah. You know, yeah, like yeah. So it's, it's kind of dope, but I do feel like that underdog kind of, positioning mm. at college if you can utilize it to your advantage mm. can give you so much like empowerment yeah. and so much strength if you can overcome it like i feel like a lot of people it lets it defeats them yeah and then once you're defeated it's like you've got no hope but for me i was just always like i'm gonna show you i'm gonna prove you wrong doesn't matter watch this yeah. and it kind of prepared me for going into the big wide world full of no's yeah you know what I hundred percent agree. Literally. And then we've discussed this before, like how the, the person who wins early on often fail later. Yeah. Because they're so used to getting guesses that the moment they get their first no, it's like a downhill yeah. Yeah. spiral from Absolutely. there. Absolutely. And then when I started getting so many yeses, then when I got a no, I was like, I forgot what this feels like. Yeah. Like, you know, it feels like, like dagger. You're like, yeah. It's like, I haven't had a no in five years. What the fuck? No. But then you can have like, well, as you know, like you have those ripples, right? So you go through your phases where you're like, yes, 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 yes. And then when you do have that no, it feels even harder and more painful than the no, the thousand no's you got in the beginning when you were 18 years old. And it hurts so much more because I feel there's so much pressure, more yeah. pressure. Mm. Um, and that comes again from being the underdog. Like you're like, oh, because you always feel like you need to prove a point. You always feel like you need to um, prove why you, or you, why you're deserving of that job or that career. Mm. And that's something that really stuck with me. And that was something that I found really like came back to bite me in the ass when I was older. Like I was always 
trying to gain validation from other people because that's always what I had through my training as an underdog. I want your validation. I want you to tell me I'm good enough. Mm. Wow. So then it comes back. Full made me like, it yeah. made me like question myself. I'm like, do I do that? And I'm probably without even knowing. Do you know what I mean? Is that a process that you go through still now? Or are it's you... a process that I became really conscious. Again, COVID, right? Standing still. Finally, I'm having, not having a conversation, but I suppose becoming aware of like what my triggers are and what my conditioning is and what my autopilot is. Mm, really um, good word that. I like that a lot. The you, autopilot. Oh, the autopilot. Jesus Christ. Mm. It's like a constant battle. I'm like, right, no, we don't want to go back to that. How do we make new, <laughs> how do we new make habits? New habits. Um, but it's understanding what your habits are to start with. If you can't mm. understand them, you're not even aware of them, then it's just going to be a constant hamster wheel, right? Where you just continue around. Do you know what your triggers are? Yeah. I know what mine are. Do you? Yeah, yeah. I love that. Okay. Mine would be like, if... I wonder if they're the same. If I mean, I because you said you're underdog. Mine would, mine's always about image. It's never about like ability. Because like, I know what I'm good at and I know what I'm bad at. So if it's like, oh, you're bad at that jazz number, I'm like, no shit, Sherlock. Like, <laughs> I put zero effort into it. Like, yeah. I'm not expecting to be great at yeah. something. Like, I know what I'm good and bad at. But my whole time coming into this, being a profession, I was always told that, this world isn't about what you dance like, it's about what you look like. And I was always basically told, you don't look right. So like my whole career has been trying to like look a specific way. I always wanted to be able to be the shirtless guy. I wanted to be able to be the, like, cause I'm white ginger, five foot eight and I was quite chubby. Like I didn't- <laughs> I can never imagine you chubby. I, I didn't fit the mold of what you're meant yeah, to yeah, look yeah. like. Yeah. Like everyone was like, you need to look like Glenn Ball or Anthony Kay. Well, wow. I can't look like either of them. Oh, BB. I mean, oh, wow, that's I mean? a big, like, that mean, <laughs> But that's what, like, that's what, as a, a yeah, male yeah, dancer, they up. were the, the pinnacles or like a Jay Ravel. Like, yeah. I can't look like any of them. Like, there's, there wasn't a white ginger guy to be like, that's the reference. Yeah. So, like, I felt like I had to try and create the reference myself. Yeah. But try and be like, how can I stand next to them, people? I can look good shirtless. So, mine is like, if someone says, like, to me, like, oh, you don't look as, like, good as you used to, or something like anything to do with, like, what it might be like, what my body looks like or something like that. Oh my God. You'll see me like, I'll be like, I'm not even I'm going straight, I'm going to, the straight gym. to the gym. Yeah. <laughs> 10 hour workout. Here it's we been go. like my trigger since, since like I started working. Yeah. It was like the, I remember when I first moved to like London and we'd have barbecues at my house at Guy's Cliff Mansion <laughs> and we'd have like Cisco and everyone over and I'd cook everyone food, but I wouldn't eat it. Cause oh. and I'd, I'd just eat cucumber. Cause I didn't want to, I'd be so afraid of like getting fat. Cause I was like, I'm so We've afraid spoken of about this as like, well. Because like, yeah. And it, I was messed up LA, same thing. Like yeah. lived on zero calories. I looked the best in every room. This is a misconception though, isn't it? Like that a lot of um, <clears throat> body image is definitely on female. Yeah. It's like, oh, what the female goes to, but actually males have it in dance industry just as, diff just as hard. Like you have to, con you're constantly comparing yourself to it's still everyone my, and it's still my trigger now jake uh, sent me a reel that he's made from me teaching on sunday and it's a side shot of my arm and all i can look at is, i didn't i had to watch it four thaw? times and i didn't listen to one word i said i just kept thinking my what? arms look so yeah. thin and i put so much time <laughs> really? into making them look big but like yeah, for the no, past, no, but i understand that but for and the I past that. three years my goal was not to be muscly so i've been trying to lose muscle so i can dance better because yeah. when i got big my dancing suffered and now i want to be a dancer not a look good shirtless guy. I want to be a good dancer. 
like it, it was my trigger. I watched it. And I was like, oh my god, look how skinny my arm looks. Right. Like I look like a fourteen-year-old boy. Like, and it's been <laughs> on my mind since, and I don't even want to post it, but I will because I know it's stupid. But that's my trigger. But isn't it crazy? Because people who would view you as ultra confident, or that you know you've got a great body, etc. You've got so much like to look at. Let's be honest, like you look great. So I know that's what's yeah. mad. Like <laughs> so, I know I do, but yeah. it's still a trigger. But people would never believe that's your thought yeah, process yeah. inside. You know, and like I said about the confidence mm. thing, like, people go, oh yeah, but you must be so confident you must not have any shit you must not have any baggage you must not have any insecurities we all do that's mm. just a fact as being, as being yeah. a human not even a dancer like even if you work in i don't know the modeling industry or you uh actually no i can't even say that if you are on social media you are going to have some kind of hang up or you're going to have some kind of insecurity ours are just totally highlighted because obviously with what we do for a living we're judged on what we look like we're judged on our appearance we're judged we're booked on something so minimal like you're too skinny or you're too big or you're too curvy or you're too tall um but everyone has different triggers and i think that's something that's not spoken about and i think it's something that's not addressed and it's something that a lot of dancers go through their whole career like me and mm. you maybe not talking about it or not having um an avenue to explore it and to get control of it and then it either turns into like a big ugly demon or they get towards some point in their career and it breaks them mm. when they could have continued yeah. they could have been stronger they could have been better they could have done more yeah so what's your trigger i'm the opposite of you my trigger is not being good enough in an ability sense because mm. i was told and i um and it has always stuck with me and i guess it's a bit was, well, was two times um i've worked my ass off in terms of my training i work i put everything in and i worked my ass off to i always what grafted i always hustled i went to every freaking open audition you can imagine from jobs i didn't want cruise ship i mean a million cruise ship auditions i didn't even want to do a cruise ship um <laughs> just to get the experience um back then we didn't have social media i just always saw myself as a grafter um and i was told very early on oh well you'll work because you're pretty that was actually a oh, sentence that was said wow. to me by a teacher in my appraisal and that stuck with me slash broke me because then from not even I hadn't even graduated I was in my third year it from, kind of diminishes your, your work ethic absolutely everything I'd worked for it felt like oh well do you know what you're it doesn't you, you could be shit anyway you're gonna work because you're because of what you look like and it was crazy because actually I grew up not being told I was pretty I was same as you I was chubby I was like really I'm small now I don't know how Let's that happened thick club. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> really chubby um I was never seen as pretty at all um I had like big bush oh, big bushy eyebrows um I was just gappy teeth uh I don't know I just I suppose I didn't feel pretty either like I was always very um much seen as kind of more like a like a tomboy one of the boys I was hanging around with the boys I was never seen as like the girl they wanted to go out with do you know what I mean mm. um and it was only when I went to college to train that my body changed hugely. My face, like I dropped a lot of, like I, I, I dropped my pu puppy fat because mm. I basically was training every freaking mm. day. And I went at 16, just 16. Your body changes hugely in that oh. time. Um, it's not like I had a womanly body by then. Do you know what I mean? Um, so to then work your ass. I did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I, I was did. a curvaceous <laughs> one. <laughs> Um, but it's crazy, isn't it? So that one sentence stuck with me and it really like, yeah, it kind of diminished everything, all the work, hard work I did. And I carried it. That's the crazy part. And that was up to me to carry it because actually that was in my control. I carried that through. So every time I got a no, it was like, I'm not good enough. It was all to do with my ability. I never even thought about the way I looked. It wasn't even a thing. Like it wasn't, it wasn't even a question. Like, oh, do you know what? I might not have got that job because I was just an inch too small. 
like that simple. Mm. It was all down to, I'm not good enough. I'm not strong enough. I'm not this enough. And then I'd get in my own head about it. So that was a huge trigger of mine. Um, and then there was another person down the line who was in the industry, um, no longer in the industry, which I think is a good thing because I yeah, have many nice things to say, but, um, <laughs> they said to me very early on as well. Oh, well, you know, um, you won't do anything past podium dancing. You'll always be a podium dancer. That's it. Like wow. you're not good. You're not, you're just not good enough, plain and simple. And I mean, he was quite like big in the industry. Nothing wrong with being a podium dancer. I, I'm here for the podium dancers. How you guys it make made your, me. You make your money. <laughs> and normally you're really hot. Yeah. Like, and, it <laughs> made, and it makes you as well. Like it takes a lot of work. Like it's hard work. Yo, podium dancing, I don't care. Like I challenge anyone to try it. It improves like, that freestyle too. It, confidence, man. <laughs> like you want to build your confidence, stand half naked in front of a room full of people yes. you don't know and have them all stare at you like you're in the and zoo. And know how to. Uh, uh, um, and learn how to handle yeah, yourself, handle yourself and hold it. Like, like we spoke about it before. I did it in the Abbey in a gay bar where people took money. In my yes. pants. Like I hated it at first. I yep. was so self-confident, but by the end, I was like, I don't care. This is easy. Yeah. So for me, those definitely were the triggers. And then it was later on, which we've spoken at before, where I became. Fuck. <laughs> Why is this happening today? Take two. We'll, we'll come back into it. Why is this happening? What did it do? Just blank. I mean, you just got me hitting my head on your putt on this. I was like, whoa. <laughs> Um, oh. Did you make it? a whoopsie? <laughs> no, I'm breaking mics. It cool. was recording though, wasn't it? Yeah, it's still recording. Yeah. Uh-oh. Yeah, so um, you were about to say? Yeah, we back. No, Sorry. Uh, <laughs> new trigger number two. Um, no, there's, there's definitely multiple. But um, what we've spoken about before, game was... Um, my next one was then when I started working, I was like, no, I'm good enough. I got that confidence. I was like, no, I am good enough. I can, you know, I work hard. I have good work ethic, blah, blah. All that confidence was there in terms of like what I could offer as a dancer. Um, and then all of a sudden it was the awareness of, oh, I'm seeing myself on camera a lot. I'm seeing mm -hmm. what I look like. I'm seeing who I'm dancing next to. I'm aware of what my body shape is. I'm aware of what the industry wants. So back, obviously back then it was very much like, I mean, at one point it was rife. Like you, to be, you had to be thin. Yeah, like yeah. super thin, like yeah, that, painfully thin. That was, that was kind of like, I feel that like that's, that was the look for girls. Yeah. Like, and I remember going to LA and like, Being like Whoa, everyone was more curvaceous. Curves, yeah. And I was like, you know, I don't want to, I need to use the right word in curves. There was more yeah, curves, curves. Yeah, you know, absolutely. and actually there was less the, the, yeah. the thin look that kind of was yeah. desired in the UK. Yeah. I was, my mind was like absolutely blown when I first went to LA and I did, um, I did a job there before I moved over, over. Um, and I did my first audition there for a music video. And it was like, I just, I was so blown by looking around and being like, we don't all have the same body. Cause in London, everyone had the striving same, to look like that. Exactly look. the same. Um, just so different and so unique. And I was like, and I felt like, a, I felt odd. Mm. I felt like, oh my God, I look like a skinny model. Like not in a good way. Like, yeah, I, was yeah. like I don't even look like a dancer. I look like I've walked into the wrong casting. <laughs> So I was like, uh, freaking out. And that was a trigger. I was like, Ooh, like, is my body now wrong for this place? So I was at constant war with like my appearance and what my body looked like. Um, because I was, I guess I was trying to fit the mold mm. 24 seven rather than being like, what do I want my body to look like? How do I feel good? What makes me feel fab as a woman, etc." Um, I'd always done what I needed to do to fit the industry. So that was a huge thing. And we've spoken about obviously, Triggers of eating, I was exactly the same, became a huge thing where I was like obsessive of being healthy, obsessive of what went into my body to the point where it was probably actually just mentally quite damaging. It probably mm. was not a, a healthy relationship. relationship with food. Do you think that 
we still have that in the UK, like for like what we expect people to look like. Like, I don't know. I feel like I'm, I teach a lot of dancers, like, mm. but I, I don't pay much attention to like jobs what are mm. happening and who's being hired for what. I Cause think- I just, I'm don't chase that like I used to. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, so I'm yeah. less involved. Yeah. It's definitely changed um, for sure. I mean, now I would say it depends, obviously it depends what part of the industry we're talking about, but I would say in general, I think more um, versatile bodies are welcomed, which is so amazing. Like different heights, shapes, looks, not even just body type, like your look. Um, if anything, now I think uniqueness is so wanted and requested by brands by companies they don't want everyone to look the same well if you think like the past five years like if you go and look like look rest, at the campaign rest in rest in peace top shop like yeah yeah, <laughs> but, like yeah, if yeah. you look at the models they're having they're having people with a huge gap bushy eyebrows all the things that you said deemed you ugly when you I were know. younger i should have kept you know, them like should have kept the bushy brows and that i should have yeah they're all know, the, the things like pre-mark primark whatever you want to call it yeah. like they, they actually start to highlight those kind of looks yeah and even um which i'm so uh, for is uh editing like mm. not editing women's cellulite or not editing and changing women's bodies and men don't get me wrong um not taking scars away or marks away um we've all grown up with celebrity culture of <laughs> photoshop and being edited and seeing this perfection that we all strive for we're like oh my god i need to look like that otherwise i'm ugly or otherwise i'm not Mm. good enough looking when actually now when they're not editing i see it on asos for example if i'm online shopping whatever and i'm like yes they're not editing like this is the real deal this is mm. what we look like and that's and younger girls should yeah and younger guys should see that mm. we grow up and think we have to be absolutely perfection is another whole topic like yeah we talk about quite a lot that we feel like we're all for everyone being accepted but we still think that we need to not not promote health. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah I think like it's a, fine ba- it's a fine balance. Catch like, 22. Like, I don't know if you guys have watched it, but like, I'm at the moment I'm watching on Amazon Prime Lizzo's Big Girls. No, I didn't know that was even on there. So it's a TV that. show and she's hiring, basically it's like a dance program and she's looking for dancers. Right. And they're all like plus size dancers, aka big girls. And like, you know, they're all fantastic at what they do. And I'm not saying that they, this shouldn't be a TV show, but like, we yeah. all know what the TV shows are like. Like, this wouldn't, be a TV show if it was just a bunch of people that looked like you. You know what I mean? Like you, they're, they're promoting that it's okay to yeah, be a big a girl. It's a fashion. It's a fashion. But they're, yeah. but they're also fashion. utilizing the fact that they're big girls and we're all going to go, no way they can dance like that. Like, you know what I mean? It's and like the pendulums I feel swung too far. This is not just in dance, but like in every industry, the, the pendulums swung too far mm. in the wrong direction, I think, at the moment, because we are promoting being unhealthy now. Yeah, actually, let's do a really fast. I can't think who it was now. I was listening to a really great podcast. Maybe if I find it, I'll send it to you guys later. But um, they were talking about exactly this. Um, it's promoting an unhealthy, like if you're not healthy and it's not good for you to be, if you're naturally that size and you live a healthy lifestyle and you have health, like I hate even using the word healthy, but you have a great relationship, a balance, yeah, yeah, a great relationship with food, like, you know, fab, great, wonderful. But if it's the opposite where you don't have a a healthy lifestyle, you don't have a healthy balance with food, then you're actually putting yourself in such a huge risk to look that way and are you looking that way to meet the fashion it's just like trying to be thin like yeah, yeah, starving yeah. yourself to but be the thin to meet the fashion it's the, like you say it's the extreme other end isn't it and then like even like <sighs> fucking hate social media but like <laughs> I see things as like people are post like oh I hate that people are posting toxic positivity or toxic work hard or toxic healthy eating you're over pushing it 
Like, how can you be over pushing being healthy? Like, mm. granted, like you can because I was over healthy because I we had that ate comp- so yeah. good and so was, clean. Yeah. But at the same time, like, we still have to be healthy. And be, be healthy yeah. because absolutely. That's, like, I, toxic positivity is ridiculous, but I, it's just an excuse for people to feel victimized, victimized, and feel like they're allowed mm. to not feel positive, and they're allowed you know to I mean? not like, work hard. Like, not work hard. It's like. Okay, we're going deep now. So, <laughs> this is Jake's, I, this is Jake's pool house. He's like, I'm in. I, I love this. I'm like, in this is what I'm here for. Jake's yeah. like dance college, no idea. This I'm in. <laughs> but like, I've just totally forgot my thought process. <laughs> Jake's toxic, out. Toxic Jake's positivity. Out. No, toxic positivity. Toxic positivity. It's like I feel we we live in a culture now where everything's handed to us, mm. and like the, we we've become codependent on governments, we become codependent on schooling systems, become codependent on a lot of other things, which I'm not going to mention. Um, and then this whole toxic positivity thing is kind of playing into that idea that you shouldn't be a go-getter and work hard person because there's an expectation for stuff to come to you, mm. you know? And it's like, again, I think it's just an excuse. It's like an I excuse. Just, to- I just look at it like, yo, if we go back thousands and thousands of years before we had the internet, before we had anything, you people that don't work hard would die you would of starvation die. and I would live. Huh. Like, uh, uh, plain and simple. Plain yeah. and simple. Like, yeah, you're, you're, yeah. it's one of those. I, how can you be scrutinized for working hard or yeah. for pushing or for wanting more or wanting a set or wanting a healthy lifestyle or wanting a, a positive lifestyle or wanting a positive mindset or outlook? Um, I just don't see how how that's a negative yeah like how often do you get you need more work-life balance yeah yeah a lot uh, every day yeah. <laughs> every day every yeah. day and it's like to me that's the most crazy thing in the world because i've i've created a life where i don't need a balance because mm. my working life is so good do you yeah. know what I mean? It's like I've worked so hard to make a life that yeah doesn't I don't need balance. we don't have a job that we hate yeah like if we worked say Something you would do something just like, like, I, would, like I used to work in Tesco's for four shifts, like on the tills. I only lasted yeah. four shifts. As in, I quit after four shifts <laughs> yeah. and I did McDonald's for four hours. Give it to me, yeah. All, <laughs> all Saints for two days. Um, <laughs> we've all been there, we've all done those. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And I was every time I'd be like, oh, I can't do this. Yeah. Like, I'd, I'm, I need to go and work harder, like, <laughs> to, to yeah. achieve what I want to achieve. Mm. But, like, if you were putting all your hours and hours and hours into doing one of those jobs, which I despised, not that there's anything wrong with them if that's what you do, but for me it just wasn't. It wasn't working for you, and it doesn't. It doesn't make you feel fulfilled. It no. doesn't give you anything. Like if I'm doing that, like forty hours a week and spending no time with my family or like things I love, then I'd have to have a conversation with myself, going, "I need to have a better balance." But yo, I fucking leave the house at like four thirty a.m. and I get home at nine p.m. sometimes just to go and teach at a college, oh, and I love it. Yeah, mm. been there. <laughs> and I'm exhausted yeah. and I'm battered and I love. Yeah, I don't um, need balance. Yeah, people say to me all the time, "Oh my god, why do you drive so like that?" Must be crazy. I exactly the same. Leave to go teach. Why do I do it? Because I love it and I get so much from fulfillment it. out yeah. of it. Yeah, um, it's not all. And, and that also, like one thing I would say as well about the industry, I think it's a huge misconception that's not spoken about is people don't understand how long a days you do, how hard 
it is as a self-employed dancer when you are on those long contracts or those jobs or how up and down it can be um I think people think they just see the glamorous side they're like oh yeah I'm gonna go quickly do like a quick gig and you just jump on stage do it and leave like they don't see all of the hours that go into that like, you leaving your house to get to the airport like what yeah. time are you gonna leave probably three four o'clock yeah. getting to the airport flying to wherever going and doing a rehearsal then doing a tech run then doing a whatever run then going to costume like you're probably doing you can do easily like an uh, 18 hour day easy. easy especially if it's a music video oh. and you probably dance for an hour that's why I don't do them. <laughs> <laughs> but no, um, work-life balance. I mean, with dancers, I find that that is something that comes up a lot. Right. In what context? That they, they can't, they don't have any balance. They don't know how to put themselves as a first priority, one, mm -hmm. because they're always used to being the second priority. They mm. need someone to tell them what, what they want, what they want to do. Like, it's, it's difficult. You go through your whole career being kind of at other people's mercy and people telling you what to do, yeah. what your schedule you're is. You're a professional guinea pig. E like, yeah. go there, move stage right, carry a prop, lift this thing, be at makeup at this time. Every, every, every day is like under instruction from yes. the person who's paying you. So like a normal job, yeah. but like the You forget is your own voice. What do mm. I want? Like, and for example, work-life balance, like how do you build, which is why... Um, I'm a, again, a huge, I suppose, awakening for me. It's like, wait a minute, what's the lifestyle I want mm -hmm. now in the present moment? It's going to be different to what I wanted, it, wanted at 19. Mm. And a lot of people continue the same lifestyle through like for 10, 20 years. And then it gets, and it gets to the 20 years and they're like, I'm not really living the life. I'm not happy. I'm not living the lifestyle I want. Mm. Again, back on that, um, <laughs> what did you say earlier? The habit wheel or something. The oh, the, uh, the um, old habits like, trying to make new habits mm. yeah it's Getting that autopilot, autopilot isn't it yeah oh, there we go thank you autopilot mode the default yeah i think like again like you said there's no voice and it's there's nothing wrong with you asking yourself what do i want and also there's nothing wrong with you wanting different things and there's also nothing wrong with you understanding there's different seasons and different chapters in your life mm. like you, for example, you might be like, yeah, I'm here for all that travel. I'm, I, I'm loving it. I'm loving life. I've got, you know, maybe you're not, you haven't got kids. You're not married. Like you're free. You can do what you, you know, great. And you're loving that lifestyle and you're having a great time. 10 years down the line, you might feel very differently where you're like, I've actually got responsibilities. I don't, and, and they're a priority to me and they make me happy. And I don't want to be doing that right now. Yeah. And like, that's okay to say no. Like I turned down my dream job before Christmas. And what it's was not it? Oh God, do you want to tell me? Oh God, what is it? Is it? <laughs> it was Magic Mike. Oh. But like, I, I turned it down because, and it's not because I don't want the job. I would, no. I'd fucking love to do the job, but I don't want the lifestyle. Well, I don't this... want the, I don't want the, the life that comes with it. Like, yeah. I just did four years living on a tour bus, yeah. being away from home. Yep. Like now I've got a puppy and a fiance. I don't need to be in London five days a week, every I, week. I hear you. I like, oh, yeah. It's like every week I've got to be in London five days a week. Like it's a different would, lifestyle Where in would London. I sleep? How to get home? Like all these things don't match the lifestyle that I've managed to create for myself. And it's not that the job wasn't worth it because the job's amazing. But, and also for you, for example, like, um, yeah, the job is amazing. And it's really funny because I, well, actually I won't say, but Magic Mike, yeah, great, fab. Um, it's a different lifestyle in the sense of, how do I say this? That one, okay, how do I say this? That one job is amazing. It's a year contract, like fab. That's security, right, for that year. But also what, how is that time taking away from the bigger picture of what you want for the next 20 years? Yeah. That's the exact 
Does that make sense? Sentence you said to yeah. me because we were talking about this whether we should take it. Because in and the you said I've so worked pressured. so hard to build like the ins and outs, for example. Yeah. Like I make like, like what do a I decent lose? living. And you're passionate since about COVID, it, and you feel from like, building yeah. a brand which is like ours, and like working my ass off to get into these different colleges, and I'm so proud to teach at them. I will lose all that. Yeah. Like and actually, how much further can the ins and outs go for you? Because yeah. in Magic Mike, you're a piece of the puzzle you're uh, not the star of that show no i'm building someone else's brand and yes. i'm all for it but at the moment i've managed to create my own brand yes so it's like would that be a risk yeah, yeah. and that's what i said i was like mm. you know temp like momentarily it's a win but in five years time what does that look like for me do i still have a fiance do i still have a dog <laughs> no but that's a serious thing a, right that's like for being like we've just like we've made a life together where we get yeah. to spe- like i mean i'm still away all the time, time. i'm still away all the time but time is just as valuable as, as money and yeah, as credits mm. yeah and then they were like oh you haven't like i didn't even ask the fee i didn't care i was like it doesn't matter like it doesn't matter the money yeah because if the money's amazing which it is <laughs> I was yeah, like, it's great money for the guys i was like i know that because uh, yeah, yeah. i went for the uh, i got asked to do what's it called the mermaid, the, mermaid. Wa- the, the water dance basically yeah. the water dance which hannah Slip. is perfect for and she is the perfect person i'm so glad that she's mm. doing it like it's just i didn't want to be swayed i didn't want i didn't want money to sway my lifestyle so i was like i don't want to know it like yeah do you know what i mean like don't tempt me but lifestyle like again it's like we're uh, dancers um performers we're uh, when we're con- trained conditioned there's never that even that question what lifestyle do you want when you're older or in the next 10 years or five years or even year what mm. lifestyle do you want <laughs> before covid bitch i'd have been there I'd have hopped on it. Yeah, of course you would. I would have been there. That's our instant reaction, I'd have been there right? in about 10 seconds. But that's our instant reaction. Yeah. And it's same for me. Like, even now, I have autopilot. My autopilot is say yes. Mm-hmm. For, I'm like, yeah. And then I'm like, no, 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 wait, hang on. I bet I guess you spent a whole life going, I need a yes, I need a yes, I need a yes. yes. So the moment you get given is that instant. Yeah. And sometimes, sometimes we feel um, obligated to say yes before we even know the information. Yeah. Which is crazy. That that's... happens so much where they go, like, I got, I got, um, are you available for such and such? I got asked yes. on Sunday, can you be in Crystal Palace by midday? Are you available? And I was like... What, as in on the day? As in three hours before yeah. it. Right. Which, you know, it's lovely that they thought of me that yeah. I can go in. Obviously, it's a last minute thing or someone's broke their foot yeah. or some shit. I'm obviously going to be covering because no one asks if you're available that last minute. But Cool. Sorry, technical difficulties. So we were talking about how uh, scarcity creates urgency because you're so... Yeah. Yeah. You're so used to <laughs> so having to fight over opportunity. Yeah. Um, just saying it's really difficult, isn't it? Because with agents, not just with agents, um, but just in general, I feel as a self-employed dancer, you feel worried, self-employed in general, you feel worried that you're going to be penalised if you say no to something. So you feel obliged to always say yes. Always. Right, because be- of the repercussions yeah. of saying no. Yeah. You think if you, if you even raise a concern, a query, you think, am I hard work? And if I say no for that reason, out of principle or value, are they going to go, oh, I'm not going to bother asking her next time because she's she won't do what she's asked. That's a, Yeah, she won't just fall in line or he won't fall in line. I'm sure that leaves a lot of opportunity for exploitation. Yeah, and actually, do you know what? I was listening to your podcast with, because I'm a massive lover of her, Taja Riley. I'm obsessed. Yeah. I love her. And um, we've had her on Someone Now Artist as well. Um, and I'm just, I just love her. And she, you guys were talking about this people coming in and doing it for such low money, like undercutting because older, more experienced dancers or performers, artists, whatever you want to call them, rightfully say, this is my worth. This is, mm. this is what, you know, this, these are the things that needs, the needs that needs to be met. 
Otherwise I'm not doing the job. Yeah. But we're not supported in that, which I find really crazy because we should be. Because mm. actually your agent shouldn't be asking that of you at all because they should be behind you and they should want those things for you too. Yeah, what blew my mind in that though is when she went, the lowest I made in a year was like 90. Yeah, yeah $95,000. <laughs> $95, and I was like, mm, we're, in the wrong, we're in the wrong, we're in the wrong like, city. Well, no. as, as a performer. Yeah, as a dancer. Welcome to the States. She says this solely as a, solely as a dancer, dancer, as a performer, the lowest she's made. I was like, but the rates career. are crazy yeah. different in the states. Yeah, but even to still, I didn't make remotely no, near I mean, that. Did no, you? I wish I was though. Um, you know, she. I mean, she is did a tour with Janet at seventeen. Like, okay, she's incredible. She's exceptional. She's she's a top. She's the exception. Answer. She's Cristiano Ronaldo in football. Yes. Like, yeah. right, right. <laughs> like yeah. so. But then, and then, when you think about like that, right? She's making what ninety five grand. Cristiano Ronaldo made him what like fifty yes. million. And that was her whole. Po- but that was her whole point. Like, why is she point. not making more when as she's as a top athlete of her industry? And that's what blew my mind um it's wild but then i think about you know her advocating and saying and having a voice means people won't uh, she's saying people are now not asking me to do those jobs do you see what i mean she's not falling Uh, in line which means she's going to be she's going to pay the penalty for it and that's the same for all of us guests we all go oh i have to say yes because you think you can't say no and they and the people hiring know that Mm. Of course they do. I think that they about, push you in a corner. I was thinking about this the other day about the Dancers Network team. Yeah. And I was thinking like, I wonder what like repercussions they've faced that they might mm. not even know about where they might be like, should we hire them? Because they're still working dancers, you yeah. know, like, and they're fighting for dancers to earn more money and being treated better. Yeah. I bet some creatives go, do you know what? Like there could be a problem on this one because this is like, or we know, they know they're right. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, yeah, like, we know we're doing something wrong. But you touched upon this, right? With Dance Dance Dance. Like you become that person who, when you query something or you raise awareness about something, which is just, it, you're not being hard work. You're not trying to be, you're not you're being greedy. You're asking for what's right in terms mm. of you as a professional. So I had this really early on. This is again, now when I think about it in hindsight, probably the reason why I did start So What Now Artist. Um, Early on, I was doing a music video for um, a UK uh, band, whatever. And we were asked on the shoot day, we were shooting. Someone came in from Universal and gave us a load of contracts. They're, away, they're basically asking us to sign our rights away. They were saying yeah. they could use any background footage, any footage, like any pictures taken, anything was taken, which we were actually unaware of because we were shooting. It could be used for album covers. It could be used for promotion. It could be used for their social media. We'd be paid nothing more than a day wow. rate. So you would never so I get... Refused, um, no, I refused to sign it. I was yeah, the only, only dancer who refused to sign it. What's what the repercussions then? of that? Exactly. I, I'm the problem. I had a waiver before is like you, if you sign this, we're already like, like same thing, we're already on the job. We're already like shooting stuff. And they're like, oh, you need to sign these you waivers. Yeah, you need and to. And I read it, like and loads of dancers just signed in. I read it and it was like, we have the, the rights to use this footage for the next 10 years on any platform which is current or could be future made or any media streaming. I was like, so if they figure out how to project shit on the moon, <laughs> I've just said yes to this for a couple of thousand dollars. I love the way if, your brain goes. Like, like, do you know what I mean? Like the absolute. No, imagine extreme. it was a couple of hundreds. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Mine was for like an advert. So like, I, but I was like, no. A really good. Um, I didn't it, sign it. No, and good. For, and so you shouldn't. They were not but haps. also, you should be backed for that. Like, you shouldn't be made to feel that you. Oh, well, you're the problem. Why are you not signing it? Dancers will sign it because they are too scared that they will be penalized afterwards and that people mm. won't want to work with them. And actually, if you all stood together as a team, as a unit, very much like the unions in the US, very much like Taj is talking mm. about, very much like Dancers Network is fighting for as well. If we all came together. Like I remember saying, don't sign it, read it. Well, there's this interesting study. Um, uh, uh, this is going to be a wide circle, but bear with me here. <laughs> 
Um, Ready? Ready for the first? If a chimp had found a better way to crack nuts and then they integrated with a new pack which did it a less efficient way, the chimp would revert back to the less efficient way to crack nuts because of how scared they were to fall out of the pack sort of thing. And there is this massive like sheep mentality mm. of... I don't want to step away from the grain out of fear of being segregated or yeah. cast aside. Yeah. So it must be super hard. I'm, I'm trying, trying to be the goat, another sheep. That's <laughs> a really good way to put I'm it. I'm trying to be the goat, yeah. That's a really Absolutely. good. Absolutely. F- I'm not supporting being the sheep at all, no, but no. I can understand also, how easy she- it must I be hope to. That the sh- but I also hope that the sheep do actually have, do support because you're doing it for them as, mu- as much as you're doing it for yourself. Like, it, a really great example the other day, Katie Collins. If, oh, I was going to, I you. saw this as well. Yeah. I shared it. And I even, Katie, I'm, you are a legend. A legend. And she's iconic. And also, if you have not witnessed her, she is just one of my, she's just incredible. Like a, a performer, artist, dancer. She's she w- is wonderful. The, like she is like the full package. Yeah. She's hiring a female dancer. Yeah. She's, she can do anything. <laughs> she can do anything. Um, but for example, she put up this post. Um, people may have seen it. Obviously you've seen it. She put up um, the post about the video she did. She was, um, is it 1975s? Am I saying yeah. that right? Yeah. Like Their music video had had something like, don't quote me on this, but it's something along the lines of like 19 million views. Right. She is the video, pretty much. She plays like this iconic clown. Like she is like the char- main character, mm. should we say, of the video with the with obviously the band. She put, you know, I was paid X amount for this as a, as a day rate. You know, if she had been paid a pound, she's obviously just, I mean, even, even one, you know, 0.2. She was paid even a teeny percentage of those views. Think of the money she would have. Why isn't she being paid that? Because it's being played over and over again and it's her art and her talent that sells that video. Mm. And that's what blows my mind because actors But could you not say that about to producer? Could you, uh, yeah, you could, absolutely. Do you know what I mean? It's like, where does that line go? Where does that line go? go? I'm also I'm, uh, going against it for the record. No, 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 but I I'm, totally do agree. But at the same time, for example, royalties of films, mm. the whole cast. Do you guys know, do you know anything? Do you know much about Jackass? Like yeah. the TV production. I mean, I think I've, not the product. I mean, I've only like, watched so the, the TV films. show. So what they did with their, um, their first season is <laughs> they didn't get paid. But they got paid in royalties. They said, we'll take a percentage of, of like money that the, the show makes because they believed in their product so much. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that everyone should do this, but like, mm. they're jackass. They, like, <laughs> they're jackass. They, they're all balling. Yeah. They made a fortune. Well, but, sorry, go. No, I was just going to say, but if you, okay, so in a, for example, for a video or a film, if you, as much as, for example, like the actor, actor, I won't say actress, I think that's wrong. I think you have to say actor. If you are the star, or if, even if you're a part of the, the, the cast, you will be paid royalties for mm-hmm. that film, right? Mm-hmm. And your fee. And your fee. Yeah. So why aren't dancers treated, or I'm not saying dancers in like you're in the background. I'm talking like featured yeah, heavily dancers yeah. that are like, there's one, one dancer in a music video, or you are a heavily featured part in a film where you speak, you... Like, yeah. why are you not then treated the same as, like, the cast? Is that yeah. just because of a cultural difference? Like, is, I remember this was in 50 Cent's book. He, instead of asking for a wage, he asked for equity of the business mm. of a company. It was a water company that he got involved with. And then he made a shitload more money from having equity in the company. Could you, as a dancer, hustle for that? The thing is, I think where it doesn't come down to our voices negotiating with production company, it goes through yeah. someone who deals so with the higher. production company, which then deals with someone else, and then they'll deal with an agent. There's and too then long the agent chain. will just go, there's a thousand people to choose from who's easy, maybe. Right. Like, you know, 
And they're going to book, let's be real, if they get given two bunch of two agencies and one agency is saying you have to pay royalties for this or you have to pay usage or a buyout, whatever you want to call it for whatever that circumstance, whatever the job is. And then the other agency is like, oh, you just pay a day rate, even though you are using their face for a year or you they're in a, a huge film, who are they going to go with? Mm, of course. Because they want to save dollar. But again, is it like... Uh, and whilst that transitionary period must suck, is that a cultural difference that you can start to create? I'm not saying you individually. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm like, no, I wish, you? just us. Um, <laughs> but this is where, like, you know, I know Dancers Network are fighting so hard and this is where I have so much respect for them because they are really trying to make that change and they're trying to bring, I suppose, the agencies together. They're trying to work with equity, et cetera. It's so much beyond, like, one of us. It's yeah, the yeah. whole picture. Again, every I, I wasn't putting no, 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 no. <laughs> But, like, every agency would have to be on board. Yeah, every yeah. agency. Mm. Because if there's even one the undercuts or one who goes, oh, don't worry about paying those royalties. They're the 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 one that they go with. And again, it's like quality over quantity. Like how, where is the quality? Mm -hmm. Like that's what drives me. That's the thing that thing that drives me a little bit mad is the, I feel frustrated by it. That Mm -hmm. dancers actually who do have a successful career, for example, like yourself. um, Why can't you come out the end of that career? And why can't you have, savings why can't you have a house paid for why can't you have like you've reached like a huge peak as an athlete in your industry and if you were a footballer it'd be very different if you're a tennis player it'd be very different i'm talking money wise so why isn't that there yeah the dancer why 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 isn't that that like what (laughs) what do you reckon historically created that lack of awareness no it used to be better it's got worse. It's got more saturated. Like so, say is it saturation? Yeah. So Saturation's say dancers huge, network yeah. kind of changed the rates probably five years ago, maybe like it, they upped yeah. the rates before that. Like a regular fee would be like a hundred to one fifty for a rehearsal, two fifty for the show. Like that would be like a standard going rate. Well, that was the same rate like in nineteen ninety fucking eight. There's been inflation, but no, but, but our no, fee hasn't gone but up. But the difference is then they used to get like an Uber. Well, they didn't have Uber then. A <laughs> car would pick black, them up, take yeah, them. Yeah. yeah. They get like a... Top of the pop stays, yeah. Ad, Adley, that's the way Adley. I was You get an Addison, Addison Lee. Lee. They'd pick you up at your house. They'd take you to the shoot. You'd get PDs or you'd get catering on site. Yeah. Then you'd get like residuals or royalties, whatever royalties, you want to call yeah, it. Royalties, yeah, whatever you want to call them. For whenever the show was aired. Mm-hmm. By the time I was working, none of that existed. Yeah, None. same. And is that just because there's been such an influx of people trying to work as professional dancers? Yeah, and also willing to not being well, they're not educated on what they should be accepting as fees. I like the way you reworded that. that yeah, clever. I had to. I was like, yeah. oh wait. But, um, that, but like, but that's what Dancers Network are trying to do is educate. Yes, mm. and also it comes, you know, from conditioning, doesn't it? Growing up being taught you have to say yes to everything i should be thankful they want me i should be i should have you know i should just do it for free because i'm so lucky to be someone who gets to dance in to get this opportunity to get this opportunity exposure for this music video like there comes a time when it's no longer your hobby and that's a profession mm-hmm. but we carry on the mindset the of hobby. a hobby got you and that's what the edu- that's where the education has to come in and that's also where yeah dancers network and also colleges and i have and you know um i can't speak because i'm not in every single college i don't have you know i don't know but i will say from what i see on social media i do feel like they are making a real effort to bring in outsiders of the and getting industry knowledge or getting educators in and trying to make sure that their dancers are leaving with some form of like foundation so and you are worth. seeing input now 
I mean, there's been so, a so. small shift. I mean, but then again, I'm not in colleges, so I can't, you know, talk. Mm. I only know from the like the ones I've been in or like, for example, I see Kane or someone else going into another one. I'm like, yes, like that's a mini win that they're getting someone in to have that industry talk or to give them that or even equity. I don't know, whatever yeah, it yeah. may be. I think every college should have dancers network in there or equity. Yeah. Like... Yeah. Maybe not even equity because they're pretty shit, I think. I think without Dancers Network. I think that, again, equity need to modernise. Without Dancers Network, like, equity... Are they, they wouldn't be stepping combined? up unless they're no, Dancers Network. They've, they've, they work together, I believe, yes. on stuff. But before, yeah. like, Dancers Network, like, we... I've never used equity in my life. Like, uh, I've genuinely never... I'm not signed up to it. I've never used it because it was yeah. never a thing when I was, like, working a lot. I was really grateful to equity. Only one time um, I had an experience where... I had actually done a job without an agent, which obviously I know there's a lot of um, controversy where people say, oh, you shouldn't do that. And I, I, and I'm on both sides of it. Um, but I, I just hadn't. And um, I rang them and I was like, oh, I haven't actually received like X, Y, and Z. Could you chase it up for me? But I wasn't a part of equity. And I wasn't you, a member. Right, right. And they did chase it up for me. Oh, and that worked out hugely in my favor. So I'll give them props for that. But I'm not, an X2 member. I was years ago, but I didn't really see Which much you from be, it. Because I believe you get like um, you should be. I you get, get a pension. I would be now, but the problem is when you've been a member and then you stop it, you then have to repay all the years that you weren't with them. <sighs> <laughs> which right. is a lot of years <laughs> so <laughs> I've just chosen not to um, I don't know if that still is the case that was the case when I checked a few years ago but um, I would say if you were a new grad then yes then mm. equity would probably be great for you um, but education knowledge is key you brought in off air slight conversation shift about sexual harassment on sets. <laughs> I love that you just dropped that. <laughs> what a deep, deep, deep topic. It's, it's on this Why were you talking about that off here? Okay. Basically, guys, Jake grazed my thigh. When <laughs> it's now on air. Now on air, guys, you've seen it. And I was like, help. He's like, had it. Um, but we'll, we'll, yeah, as I said, we're discussing off air, like, not a sexual harassment, that's think, the wrong word to use. But um, No, but I just think there's a lot of topics, like, of course, aren't explored and aren't spoken See my about. Yeah. <laughs> um, they're not spoken about, are they? And again, education, I was never spoken. I mean, were you spoken no. about that? Like, was that even, even brought to your attention that that could, that could happen? Like sexual harassment in the workplace, no. those words. And, and as we see, like, I'm sure it happens here too, but in the States over the past two years. Oh, wow. It's exploded. Everyone's getting cancelled left, right. And conventions. Conventions. Ooh. Like it's all over the shop. Um, and it needs to be spoken about because there's so many, and I won't say women, there's so many performers, dancers who are exposed to that and they deal with it on their own. They never speak about it. They never come, they don't have anyone to go to with it either. Because again, if you say something, you're going to get blacklisted. Mm. Simple as that person won't employ you. If you cause a fuss or you cause them hassle, mm. they're not going to book you to work. So a lot of dancers feel trapped where like they're experiencing something. They can't speak to anyone else about it on the job or out of the job. And then they don't want to be out of their work or out of their paycheck. So they just shut up and get on with it. And that's not on. Cause in any other profession, it wouldn't, it wouldn't, it wouldn't be tolerated. Fly. They'd be fired. That person would not be able to be in power how they are. Is there somewhere that dancers can go to? That's a really good question. I, don't. I just always go dancers network and they're probably like, no, okay, we don't want to network for everything. Um, I don't know. I have no idea. Um, maybe the that's police. something. The police. The, yeah. The, yeah. <laughs> Actually. Yeah. Um, but I think it's definitely worth talking about because 
I mean, I said to Kane previously, have you, as a male, have you experienced it? Because I think, I always think as a female, it's a female, it's more of a female issue, but mm. actually it can't, it must be mute. It must be on par. I think it does. Ha like I obviously, I was in the dream boy. So I experienced it from audience members, not necessarily people I worked with. Okay. Well, that's a really good question though. Like how do you do, okay. That, again, no one tells you this, right? How do you deal with someone? I had this really, not even long ago on a job where someone in an audience decided to grope my butt, like fully grope it. And it was a woman, which I didn't expect. And she, it wasn't like a quick grope. It was a full, like mm. her hands were lingering and I was mid Were you on stage or something? Yeah. Like, on stage? Literally. Literally, like it was um, like more immersive. So we were on the same level. Right, right. So I wasn't on a, like a, a high up stage, which I'm used to. So what do you do in that? I what mean, did you quickly what did you do well one part of me wants to turn around and punch her and obviously punch her in the face and be like but you're on set doing? yeah because yeah. if we're in tesco's i'd turn around and punch you in the face yeah <laughs> and it's like that um shock because mm. you're like how do i deal with the situation because no one's ever told me what to do um i decided to just like playfully like take her hands away and kind of like give her a tell off like but in like a characterful way like uh like don't be so like and you know and she was escorted out with, before i could even blink like really? those two that's, guys that's really good. who grabbed her and literally were like yeah, i can't say that's ever happened <laughs> but that's not always the case right yeah. so yeah for you what was i don't know i feel like because of the job it kind of like yeah that's yeah you're almost signing up for it it sounds awful yeah but yeah yeah, yeah but you shouldn't be because like if dude if we went to a strip club like and just yeah, like groping the woman you wouldn't be able to get kicked out yeah that, that's what i mean like, like it's not the same but like it kind of just it comes with the i i hate even saying it but it's like i kind of know that but then it, you say it comes happen. with territory but yeah, then but it shouldn't because it doesn't happen the other round yes. like i just said but and people will go like Oh, you bet you love the attention from all the women. Like I used to get it all the time. I bet it's the best job ever. I bet you love the attention. I'd be like, when you, you know, groped by six to your really. chair, <laughs> I, I, I would literally say like, you know, the women is the worst part of the job. Yeah. I can imagine. Like the performing is fun. The being with my friends is amazing. The money yeah. is decent. The women ruin it. But without them, we don't have the job. Yeah. Like some, not all the women, but that's the harsh. Cause some of them are fantastic. And, and guys, there, there's been like guys there which have done it as well. Like not just women. But what I put to you is, right, if you, um, okay, for me or for another female, if I've got a music video or I've got a job where I, it's super sexual, like sexualized, should I say the choreography? Maybe I'm like partly nude, X, Y, and Z. I'm doing my job. I'm doing this music video. Maybe I've got to interact with, let's say, whoever it may be. Jason Derulo, let's put him there. Um, and, you know, it's very like um, intimate. It's very like fiery, whatever. And um, there's a whole camera crew there, all that jazz, choreographer, whatever. Because I've gone, oh, that's a part of the job. And that's what I'm happy to like put put myself in that situation. And I'm, 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 I'm all for it when I'm in front of the camera. Is it okay then for someone from the behind the camera, for example, the producer, the director, the choreographer to then message me and be like, very forward should we say or like do you want to come to my hotel room let's just have a drink da, 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 da. and then for them to think it's okay to try it on with me but then if i say no they're like oh well you're up for it earlier do you see yeah. what i mean is this are you speaking from experience or hypothetical here definitely from experience okay the, I, the thing is right so like i see not with jason let's just put that out there yeah, yeah. i've never watched jason derulo i'm sure he's wonderful the internet's podcast yeah, is now cancelled no no jason's dope never, <laughs> jason's cool um, yeah but go on. so hear me out let's there's there's two sides to it right yeah so say say he messaged you <laughs> and he's like hey you look great like i'd love to like meet you like 
we're here for one night. Do you want to grab a drink? Yeah. That's how people date. Yeah. Like if we didn't message and we didn't do that, like, or that didn't happen, like, you mm. don't know, like you could say yes and that could be your boo forever. True. Like it could be like a ride off into a sunset, like, oh my God, we met on set. But, but if you say no, yeah, it just, needs, so to be, it just needs to be an accepted like, okay, no worries. But what happens if you say no and then all of a sudden they stop booking you for things and all of a sudden they, or for example, even on set, they you've make it very, ob- yeah, you've hurt their ego yeah. and they make it very yeah, obvious. I, 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 that's the thing. Like I, d- I don't that's have the hard, answer. Right? I don't know. I, but but I at the same time, the like at the same time, I'm not, I'm not like. But I totally understand what you're saying I'm not as well. a thousand percent against it. Like I met my fiance on a job. Oh, I've dated dancers. I can't even talk. Like, you know yeah, I mean? I've, like, been, I've gone I, out with dancers. See, obviously, I film women all day, every day. I've <laughs> never messaged a female dancer. I've never messaged a dancer off after filming them, ever. I really draw the line on that. But for example, for if we were in like a corporate job, would it be the same? Would you be, would it it's be treated the same? It? it is a grey area, isn't it? And that's where I'm like, oh. I don't have the no, there doesn't need to be an answer. No, no, no the, the answer is exactly what you said. Like, it's totally, except, I, I totally get what you're saying because again, like, like it, me, it could be something. Say, say me and you, hypothetically, yeah. we're not getting married yeah. to other people. <laughs> <laughs> like, and we did a job together. Yeah, and you and then it. after rehearsals, we got home and I was like, yo, I vibed with Hannah. Like, yeah, hey, I'm going to message her, yeah. Like, should we grab a drink yeah. tomorrow night? Like, I don't see the ish with that. Yeah. But for example, if I don't, if I don't reply to you or for example, I put quite politely like, Hey, you know, um, I, I make it obvious that I'm, I'm not interested, but I think you're a lovely guy, blah, 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 blah. I don't blah, do blah. short ginger men. <laughs> <laughs> but if that was the case and then we went to work the next day you and, then you, exactly and the you carried on messaging me and kept like trying and trying and you're not getting the no. Yeah. That's harassment one. Yeah. And then two, if you start making sexual innuendos at work, in front of the whole cast, yeah, that's, the that's sexual harassment. And then obviously if you then try it on, like in an oh, actual yeah, physical course. way, it's right, off. right. So it's like where, but then it's like, where is that? Uh, the thing that's like, we already cross so many boundaries within our job that like, yes, corporate jobs don't like, For, we like, yeah. like how many times have, would in a Someone in a job yeah. where would me and you have to get changed next to each other? Oh my god, yeah. I mean, every I would just take my job? clothes off and think nothing of it. Yeah, every single job. Yeah, like, <laughs> literally backstage, like quick change, like quick change, like yeah. you're half naked next yeah. to each other. Like or also and dancing. You see each other run around naked backstage, and you don't bat an eyelid. You just yeah. go. It's like or if someone slaps your ass on set, that's like a big one. Someone spoke about recently. They were like, you know, where is the where are those lines? Because for example, we get so comfortable with each other. Yeah, like there's we, a scene where you've got to sit on my lap. Yeah, or like I mean, with your God legs around else. me, and we yeah. go, "This is fine." And there's like a lift, or there's like a whatever, or like, and um, then they go cut, and I keep you there. You know what I mean? That's yeah. why it's like, no, let go. Like so this like is how, no longer the job. So, like, how do we um, educate younger dancers to have a conversation? What mm. are you comfortable with? And also to be able to speak to your partner. Because for example, if like I'm, I've been really fortunate. All my partners have been like an absolute, absolute dream. Like they've been a hoot. They've been fun. I've had the best time with them. I've never felt like a weird energy or anything like that but for example if you are in a situation where you don't feel comfortable but you you but you still need to do your job could you could you like you know have that com- be i guess grown or adult enough to say like look when we're dancing absolutely we need to do what we need to do but when 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 it's cut it's that cut. doesn't mean you slap my ass behind the scenes and you think it's accept- do you see what i mean yeah. do you have you in your experience found that dancer to dancer you never have that issue it's people that are external yeah, from, yeah, yeah. to being dancers. Yeah, like you said, power. the producers, the other It's not dancers. Background. Male dancers, female dancers. I feel... Cu- 
never had a problem. Yeah. I mean, again, I can't. No, me that, not no, 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 with, no, with the female dancer. Yeah. Um, very respectful. Like, not even about respect, but like, I've always just ha- felt really comfortable and safe. Because they get it, right? Because they're yeah. part of the same product. Even if it is really pretty. like sexual choreography or whatever, or like it's really intimate. And I've got, I mean, I've had to kiss, like I've had to kiss someone like with the whole camera crew watching and he's literally like there. Um, <laughs> so awesome. You know, and I wasn't told about that either for that job. Right. That was very much on them. And again, that was a big thing where I was like, you didn't, that wasn't something I signed that up for. Be- that should be discussed more money more money and also again like education like what do you do in that situation do you have the power to say i'm not comfortable with that yeah you do and i didn't sign up for that yeah or do you do it what did you do i did it because of that the situation i'm talking about is a situation which wasn't very comfortable and if you say no what's the repercussion and that's what i felt yeah what is the repercussion of that and will i not get booked after that Mm. uh if okay so that's i mean in an ideal world what you'd do is be like i just need to call my agent and you tell them to solve this problem yeah but luckily enough the guy actually was the guy who i had that scene with the dancer was mm. an absolute dream absolute dream most respectful guy he's so talented he's called um i, mean, I won't mention but he's just phenomenal he didn't make me feel remotely uncomfortable he didn't he you know <laughs> he's actually, do you know we were both thinking yeah, it right he's not my type if i've got it if you're on set and you're like you he's actually kiss not- a girl i'd be like really <laughs> be like, she's hot and i'd be like i'm a little bit less disappointed i'm so sorry george I'm yeah. Yeah, yeah. You're, a little, you're a little bit less disappointed yeah he's okay. um he's not my type but he's beautiful so i like, put it this way my friend picked me up from rehearsals and she was like who the hell is he he is amazing i mean she wanted to date him in a heartbeat put it that way <laughs> but, so let's create the hypothetical yeah. that that happened on a job this weekend how would you respond now now like if i was put in a position first of all that'd be a question i'd ask like is there intimate scenes is do i for nudity is that a part of it am i kissing some uh, those questions need to be t- you need to be given that information before you agree to something mm. let's say it's just no like you just wouldn't expect it from the brief if if i was in that situation and it just was quite clearly happening should i say and i felt like i was being taken advantage of i would just quite frankly take myself to the side speak to either like the choreographer or who or call my agent and speak to them straight away mm. and have them deal with it because i just wouldn't feel actually it's not, it's not, not my place ba- it's not your battle to it's fight. not my battle to fight either mm, okay. yeah that's interesting and that's what they're there for that's what your agent's there for but... it's to be your safety blanket and also to have those hard conversations and also to give you uh, backing like they represent you um and you shouldn't be put into any what's the word you shouldn't be you shouldn't be put into any position where you feel where you feel vulnerable yeah or com- yeah very vulnerable and that happens all the time good well i, I can i think that's um important to know for younger dancers and newcomer dancers which is what we're all about I feel yeah. like you got about to say something yeah i do go on it's just nuts it's like it's shit that like my brain doesn't even think about like and i don't know if that's like me being a guy where I'm fortunate, like it's like some white male privilege. Like, I don't mm. know. It's like, it's just something that doesn't really cross my brain. You know what I mean? Like, as in that, that might happen on set where you go there and they go, you have to kiss someone and you don't want to. Mm. Cause it's not happened to me. It's not even something which crosses my brain. So it's never, it would never have been something that I'd be like, we should teach people this. I think it's just so, again, didn't have it in our generation, I suppose, but I just think it's so key that, the younger generation or even dancers even now who are in like the mis- like in the middle of their career like they need to know that they have a voice they need to know that they are a professional and they should be respected as a professional and also that they should just be given 
all of the information. I don't understand what, like there's nothing wrong with giving information. Why are we not giving them that information? And why aren't we giving them the tools they need mm. to to navigate through? Because mm. we never, we're all different. We're all going to go on different paths. Like we all can't predict what situations we're going to land in. Mm. End of, like it could be a, I don't know, a situation where you haven't been paid for, for, for four months, whatever. And you've got to deal with that. It could be a situation where you are being blacklisted or you are being sexually harassed or and you don't have anywhere to turn like there's a million and one avenues you can go down but how how can we give more information how can we make them feel more prepared Pre mm. preparation is key mm. and the fact that we're not mentally preparing blows my mind because i don't i didn't feel mentally prepared to go into the industry and then i was just exposed is that some that's being covered in so what now artist um, this is my yes. this is now my plug <laughs> yeah this yeah. is my plugging moment um, nice transition i know yeah i'm nice gonna transition. go somewhere with this in a second as well so um yeah it is and that was the whole reason um i think i might have said to you came before and we did the first podcast however long ago that was now four or five years ago like the reason i started so so what now artist the page instagram page originally was because i felt i couldn't voice my opinions on my hannah levitt collins page right. because i was it being was too told close to your identity yeah i was being told basically like you can't have a voice and if you do have a voice people won't employ you mm. straight and i was like that's not good for me because then i'm not gonna be able to pay my bills um so i set up so what now um and originally it was just to inspire other dancers and to open up a conversation of look these dancers look super successful but actually this is you know they've been through this 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 has been their journey this has been their process so that's how it started but now yeah it's mental preparation not just it's not just for graduate dancers though it's for dancers who are also very much in their career and they're trying to navigate or they're trying to get themselves further or they're trying to grow um and it's not just in a sense of as a dancer it's as a human it's as a person like how am i being aware of what i'm doing and is this working for me in the present moment and if it's not how can i change it how can i adapt it how can i evolve it so talking about evolving and adapting is there a a, a trend in the people that come to you about what they're doing wrong in their industry like what do you most pick up on for your What's the word? Mentories? Yeah, mentories is the right word. Is that um, what I was? Yeah, the thing <laughs> I, that is. Let's go. Um, the thing I pick up on the most is one, lack of knowledge. And that's in terms of like rates. Um, that's in terms of who's who in the industry. That's in terms of how the industry works. That's in terms of what, um, I suppose, what you gain in experience on the job. Like how things go. Um, the other thing I pick up on is mental preparation like I said so mm -hmm. in terms of how to navigate through what are their triggers how to process their own shit should I say mm -hmm. um and how to come out of it work on it build on it be stronger mentally so that they can be the better version of them and so that they're not getting in their own way that's like the biggest common mm. thing I see people getting in their own way mentally they're struck mentally they're almost like um, paralyzing themselves. They're getting mm. so worked up in their head in terms of comparison, um, in terms of what it takes. Um, they're not believing in themselves at all when actually if they just got out of their own way, focused on their lane rather than everyone else's lane, they'll get there. Mm. Lack of knowledge as well in terms of agents, in terms of what they look for. Mm -hmm. Lack of knowledge in the sense of, um, it's not just about the steps. Yeah, that's, you, that's what we try and 
preach a lot. Like dance is very important, but we shared a rule about it just yesterday. <laughs> yeah, like no, what you guys spoke about with um, Alex Camilla, like you know about being a nice person, being a good energy. Like these are things that we speak about. So like every um, with the uh, with the dancers I mentor, it's like we don't just sit there and talk about how to be a dancer. Quite far from. It's like what energy do you bring in the room? What work ethic do you have? What it, what it, what is it to be a professional dancer or yeah. to be a professional as such? Um, mindset wise are you working on your mindset are there any old habits could they be replaced with new habits um i mean i could go into a million depths of it and also exploring other people like we have guest talks um we've had people like um josh warmby we've had lee spencer we've also had like, ali temple who's a life coach we also have mm. um my a friend of mine lorna ryan who's a nutritionist who's incredible um we ha we try and explore so many different topics mm. um rather than just so like solely focus on dance like, there's so much more to you're, it you're a business right yeah business branding how to brand yourself how to market yourself where do you mm. fit in the market mm. one yeah, like are you that's trying a to... huge thing like a huge thing is like yeah like look at yourself realistically what are you going to be lined up and for? be realistic like i'm like, never going to dance for Nicki minaj and that's just a reality like yeah, me too though. like we're not I, it's not gonna happen i tried <laughs> i did um they said we, we just don't want white guys but we were turned around real conversation yeah. i can turn well oh that's another that's real, another real, conversation real conversation that's yeah. what happened to casper oh. i was like i'm available for Nikki. oh my he god he was like sorry bro he's like just white and ginger you're just too white and yeah. i was like ah. Your bum's not big enough. Nothing I yeah. can do about this. For the girls, your bum's not big enough. That is the way it oh, my is. My bum was big enough, but got all the booty. Um, yeah. Got all the booty. But, no, but being like real with yourself and understanding what your brand is and understanding where you fit. For example, like I don't know. It's hard because I don't like to say to them like I do believe you. You don't need to be a type. You, there's a typecast, of course, but I do believe you can. You can break this. Yes. Yeah, I'm a white ginger guy. I should never be shirtless next to Nicole Scherzinger, but you can break the. <laughs> we have a lot of people in common. I love that you're just dropping. All, yeah, this is like, great. <laughs> you can break the mold if you're like you you your pros, your positives outweigh your cons, yeah. as in what matches the job. And exploring the performer side that is such a huge thing for me that's one thing where i love like galen hooks is like one of my absolute like inspirations of life i love how she breaks that mold it doesn't matter what kind of dancer you are how do you perform in front of a camera and how do you tell a story mm. so with them a lot of them get you know they do understandably as we all did as dancers you think again ability it's all because of this all because of that hang on you're not actually seeing your full potential you're just focusing in on what everyone else is doing and you're focusing in also on all of your cons should we say like what are your what are your pros and how can we work on them how can mm. we make people see them um how can we put you into a spotlight yeah interesting and then, so again as like a part of your membership program or for so what now it is i'm intrigued how do you how do you coach that side of dance like what's your technique per se hard question i know that side of dance in terms of like the business mm -hmm. side and the branding side so for me it very much starts at okay where are they at like for example like what am i doing like who am i talking to is it i need to know what they are like are they mm -hmm. a graduate are they someone who's been trying for three years and they're not seeing any results what what are what is their package so for example like i want to see a show i want to see a cv i want to see their pictures i want to see um or ask them what training are you taking like where are you at mentally as well mm -hmm. like yeah. how do you feel 
where do you want to get to? What's the bigger picture, right? We need to know what the bigger picture, discover what the bigger picture is before like A to yeah, B. Yeah, you have to have a, a target to aim for. <laughs> yeah, there's no, there's no use in just being like, oh, my goal is, yeah, <laughs> my goal was to do this. Mm, that's yeah. one goal like what is the bigger picture um so for me it's breaking that down and then it's me having a real uh, i'm there i'm there to be one a support i'm there to give them the information they need but also like my opinion isn't the only opinion mm-hmm. they i also really 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 ask them to look at the industry as a whole go to other people go to intensives go to other training sources like they need to find their way yes i want to help them through that but I also want to make sure that they're not getting a biased opinion. Which I'm so for that. Like we, like obviously having the training program, we have people which do months and months and months back to back. And like I've said to you before, haven't I? I was like, I feel like they just need to go and like try something different. Go yeah. do a Ricky Jinx. Like, yeah, like, yeah. And it was actually about like, yeah. I'll say on here is about our friend Nina. Like one month yeah. I was like, I think she should like yeah. go and do like company Jinx or she should do something where it's not her comfort zone because I'm her comfort zone. Yeah. Like that's why she's so great at my stuff. And that's why I love having her. She's my friend. She's yeah. part of the team. Like I've mentored Nina. She for, was for, on the membership. For her best, so, yeah, for her, my, my interests are her. Like it's for yeah. her to have the best training and the best career possible. So for me to do my job to the full potential, it's not to be like, Selfish. I want to hold on to yeah. you. It's like, I, I want you to spread your wings yeah. and try something different it's now. Exactly the same with us. Like um, for someone our artists. But to me, that's a real coach. That's a real yeah. teacher. Yeah. I like, don't need to have them. I don't want to have, I shouldn't no, have if, you if forever If I've got you day, forever, I'm not, not doing my, my job. Do yeah. my job. Yeah. So some I might have for two months. I might have for one month. Some I might have for say six months or something like that, or even longer. Um, But it's always up to them. It's a choice. Like if they want to come back and again, if they want to have a, a break and then, I've had people come back six months down the line because they've felt like they've got back into old habits mm. and they just need to have that, oh, hang on, accountability. Let me let me just get back to where I want to get to, like back on track. Mm. Two books for you that I think you'll really enjoy. Atomic Habits. I actually bought that three weeks ago and it Two. sat next to my bed, but I'm really finishing good. the one I'm on, but I really want, yeah. And Coaching for Performance Ooh. by Dr. David someone <laughs> really that. good so it's very um it's more like lifestyle coaching yeah. technique you said you had a life coach on quite recently which made me think of it yeah um but yeah, i think those two books you'd really but, really enjoy yeah love that a lot of the stuff that we i do touch upon is lifestyle mm. and knowing that they do have yeah a choice um and no, not feeling stuck i think the whole purpose of someone else when we started i started it was i didn't i was so tired of how i felt previously like feeling alone and lost when there's a whole community out there who feel exactly the same mm-hmm. as you and they're going through the same things. So why can't we explore and talk about these topics? Um, and why can't you have a mentor? Why can't you have a coach who helps you along that? I can't tell you- You like, do in other sports. Yeah, yeah. you do. Yeah. Um, but the when you see the journey and you see them do it, like, like as you know, mm-hmm. like I literally couldn't feel any more joy. Like when I saw, for example, um, a previous member at the moment, she's just done um, the Netflix show that everyone's on i saw her do the brits of ed sheeran another member of mine she i i can't even tell you like the the journey was like you know crazy to see her do everything that we had kind of put up on her vision board and things that she thought would never happen like doing adidas campaign and it's on a billboard in piccadilly circus and she Mm. was like i can never be a model i can never do this i can never be blah you know um and she's doing it she's done a film she's done another another netflix show um two girls mentored who've just gone into Barbie mm-hmm. and I'm just yeah, like, so that. 
when I see it actually happening and I'm like, you're doing it, like, you, you know, you mm-hmm. don't need me anymore sort of thing. But it's giving them that tool, those tools, but also it's not just a case of like, here's a manual. It's also like, you actually need to do the work. You need to actually believe in yourself. Like if yeah. you don't believe in yourself, no one else is going to believe in you. It 100%. always comes down to that. What's the saying, Kane? Which one, bro? <laughs> uh, <people always laughs> There's so many. Oh God. People always invest in you less than what you invest in yourself. Yeah. Do you know what? The amount of for example, lover of podcasts, lover of books, the amount of, you know, Jay Shetty's and X, Y, and Z that I listen to, when it comes to talking about it, it's really funny. Like everything goes out of my head. Mm, like yeah, yeah. it just comes down to like me. But then when I'm coaching, it's the absolute opposite where like all of that is at the forefront of my mind. Um, mm. It's really funny, isn't it? Putting yourself out your comfort zone is the biggest thing that I believe in. It's the biggest lesson I learn. I wish I put myself out of my comfort zone much earlier in my career. It took me a f- bloody long time to do it Mm. um so i really push for them to do that and it's crazy to see the difference when they do when they start to let go of the insecurities and when they start to come through like you Mm. said it right at the beginning of this talk that change like transformation is insane Mm. and if it stays with them for life then that makes me happy and i feel like i've done my part absolutely 100 one more question yeah go on should we do it what can we expect from you in the next three to six months Um, change of surnames is that the next six months is it it is the next six months nice I don't know if I like my name though (laughs) (laughs) me and Georgia talk about this all the time she's like like she says to me she's like you're going to take my name I'm like am I Mark I love that though what was Georgia's last name Martin Martin it's nice Kane Silver. Yeah, Silver's great. You should do double barrel. Join, join the double barrel. Silver Martin. Martin Silver. No, Sounds like a car. No, Martin Silver's my friend. I know. I know someone <laughs> called Martin. Like, no. Sounds like Aston Martin. Um, yeah, so that, obviously. Um, for me, I guess, like I say, COVID into now and getting older, I suppose, it is really prioritizing like what I want from life and prioritizing what makes me happy rather than seeking like validation from jobs, which I used to do. Big thing. Me too. Big, big thing. Um, all my worth. I still in, do. In my job titles. Yeah. I still do. I see someone on a job and I'm like, I need to be on that job. And I go, why? I don't even want to do that job. Yeah. I just want to say Trigger. that. I, yeah. I just want to say that I've booked it. Yeah. 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 Um, that, is, uh, that, was, that was and is still an ongoing thing. And I think that will be with me for life. Mm. Like in terms of until I fully put a stop to like, I'm no longer being in front of a camera. Um, I think that will always be with me. And it's something that I'm, I continue to work on and I'm aware of. Um, but like I said, this next, even up to the end of this year, it's really doing self, one, continuing the self-work, two, making sure that I am the best version of me for the dancers I mentor so I can give my best to them and also that they then, you know, redeem out of that. Um, so what now, artist? I mean, I can't even believe that it's now two years old because the mentorship was not a thing that was ever thought of. Like it only came because of COVID. And I was like, people must be literally sat at home think, thinking the world's ending. And I thought, I actually said, I was like, I'll try it for a month and see what happens. Mm. It's two years. Two years. And I can't actually, I actually don't know how many people. And to anyone who's on it or has been on it, thank you so much. Um, but I don't actually know how many people have had on it, like through the process. But 
that in itself, I want to, I want it to continue to grow. I, again, I want it to get better. I want it to get bigger. I always want it to be fresh. I don't want it to be something that just like plods along. It needs to grow. Mm. Um, so that is a massive priority of mine and ha- like, a bit like you ins and outs, like, mm. you know, that might it's mean my baby. Yeah. Um, so that's growing and I love it. And the self packages as well. Again, they came from freaking nowhere. Like that was so random. Um, and that, I really want to continue to grow in this next three to six months. Like, Mm. again, it's all about quality though. Mm -hmm. It's not about churning out one every day. Like that's not what it's about. It's about how do the clients or the dancer artists, how, how do they feel? How do they feel when they walk out in comparison to when they walked in Mm. and have they got what they needed in terms of the jobs they want and the agencies they want. And, you know, um, that's a big part of it for me rather than it just being a portfolio shoot. It's so much more. It's about creating impact rather than. Yeah. Mm. And it makes me so happy. We talk about a lot as well. Yeah. Um, I have another project that I'm working on, but it's still very much in the early days. Is that an off air conversation? Yeah, I think so. Um, But it's. Don't give away all the secrets until they're out. I'm, I'm trying to work on that as well. Oversharing. That's something I do a lot yeah i've had the exact same thought process of the last like few weeks as well yeah i tell I, everyone everything before i've even done it yeah. <laughs> and, and then i'm like, so excited and passionate i'm yeah. like i've got this idea i want to do yeah. this and then you're like oh that didn't come through you know? um yeah so that's but that's quite a big step should i say and i'm really excited about it and again like I'm, i still want to perform like i think the, i don't know if you guys have found this but like just because i have these side projects or these side passions that are a huge priority but also it doesn't mean that i'm like all of a sudden like, I don't want to perform anymore and I don't want to be in front of a course I do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just want to. I want to be in front of the right yes. audience and do the right performances. Yeah. Like, ones that like fulfill me like emotionally yeah. and passionately yeah. and not just my bank account. Yes. Um, doing it for that reason. Um, it's a whole different um, relationship, isn't it? When you do mm. it for that reason rather than just bank check um so that project will be hopefully fingers crossed like up and running by the end of the year um which will be really exciting and that will be like again another new well of course we'll help you promote it of course thanks (laughs) um but yeah i think that's it really but the self-work is probably the most important thing for me like mental health mindset creating the lifestyle one and being content with the choices i'm making Mm. and being like conscious enough to be like this is right by me and I don't need anyone else to tell me like you shouldn't do that. You should do this or, you know, mm. being kind of the main character in my story, I suppose, um, is the main thing for the rest of the year. And I suppose going onwards. Love it. Dope. I have one question. Go on. Oh God. So why if, do I get worried? Are you asking okay. something? If You're aliens like, <gasps> came from outer space. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> oh, Better question. Shut up, Jacob. If Jacob, I just full fake named you. Um, if aliens came from outer space and said, Hannah, you have to give us one representative of the ultimate dancer. Otherwise, we're going to blast you and kill you. What do you mean planet. representative? Well, like, I'll get that. <laughs> so you have to basically give them one person. Who is like the most iconic. Like, yeah, like this is this is for me, my representation of dance. And if they... Oh, of dance. Yeah, okay. and if they, if they approve, we all live. And if you give a bad selection, we all die. Who would you give? Who would I give? Who? Oh, that's really hard. Anyone. 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 They have to be alive, though. People have given dead ones before, and I let them go away with it, and I go, that's stupid. They're not going to hear it. (laughs) (laughs) 
for me, I'm going to have to say her only, and I feel like people are going to probably think I have the biggest woman crush. Oh, to be fair, I do love her. Um, would it be her? Ooh. I, think I know who you're going to choose. Yeah. I know, but then I'm like, but is there someone else who's a bit more like not so obvious, if that makes sense? Is there anyone else who I think is on par? Like, yeah, but do you want to take that risk? That's true. Like um, the world's going to end. We all might die. It has to be Galen Hooks. And why? Why she's the representative. Yeah, why, 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 you sac- why are you sacrificing her? Be- <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean sacrificing? God, don't want to sacrifice her. I sacrifice someone else. Um, I think she embodies everything that dance is yes she nails the steps yes she's great in terms of like as a dancer but she embodies something that's so magical and special and unique in terms of her connection with the audience or with the camera and I feel like that is exactly the reason why I wanted to be a dancer and I think that is the reason why people fall in love with dance Mm. it's not steps it's that connection um and creatively I just think she is a genius personally I think she brings so much to the table and I think she will continue to kind of push the boundaries of dance, which I love. Like, it's not all like about the hype of the dance. It's about the storytelling. Mm. And that's for me is dance. Boom. I feel like we're all safe. Yeah. I feel, I feel like, like we're all I feel safe. Like we're going to live. It was yeah. a good choice. Bravo. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. People can find you on Instagram at. So what now artist? I have to say it with the t because people yeah. are like, what? Um, so what now artist? Um, and that has the membership details and also the self package details. And then obviously I have my Hannah Levitt Collins page, which is just me as a human dancer. Yeah. Which but- is pretty cool. You can go check out Hannah. She's, yeah. She's a cool person, not just a cool artist. <laughs> at Mr. Ball Change, at the Ins and Outs podcast at Gibson underscore media underscore. Peace out. Don't forget to share the podcast with your friends and your family. If you've got a friend and they're not listening, tell them they're an idiot. Sort that shit out. Listen and subscribe. (laughs) Peace out, motherfuckers, and fade.